first off, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, tell us about the process and how you actually got from being Senior Content Director to VP and uh, General Manager for Europe, Middle East and Africa. Well, I've, I've obviously been working with Gary Cook and David Allen for a long time. You know, Gary brought me in in December 2013. So I've been part of the executive team within EMEA um, for, since that point. And really, once uh, David decided to leave, you know, there was um, I had a conversation with Gary and with Joe Carr about whether I would be interested in stepping up and, and fulfilling the role, and, and um, I was delighted to accept. So it was a relatively straightforward process, thankfully. And uh, obviously, being involved within the team already, um, that should hopefully smooth the transition for you. I mean, how, how valuable is the fact that you've been working on these commercial deals and you know, the broadcast partnerships in particular? Now you're stepping up to the uh, the main role. I, I think it's crucial that at the end of the day, it's uh, we have a very experienced team of, of executives within the Amaya team at the moment, anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm I know already that the business is in safe hands. Um, so it's just a question of, of, of building on that success, the success that Gary and, and David and Marshall before them have, have laid down. Um, those foundations are, are very solid, and. I think what will be key for us as we grow into the next phase is the ability to leverage those relationships that we have. So I don't have to come in and I don't have to learn about the business. I don't have to learn about the nuances of it. Um, I understand them. I understand all our stakeholders. I understand what everybody's trying to get. So hopefully it will enable us to maintain the momentum. Whereas somebody else coming in, you know, I think it, there's obviously a betting in process that, will, that needs to happen. So with me stepping up, it avoids all of that, and um, we, we can just maintain the momentum that we undoubtedly have in the region. Now, obviously, working close, to the, working close to the sport, you're someone that I've come into contact with in the past during, during my time working alongside the UFC, but to a lot of the fans, you might be a new face, so uh, give us a bit of background about who, who you are, where you've come from, and how you've got to be in, in this position right here. Well, I've, I've always been in sport. Sport's been my, been my, uh, my love since I was a little boy. Um, my whole career has been in sport 15 years now across a variety of different areas so um, a few global agencies um, both on the events the athlete representation and the content side um, then I've also worked for a couple of big brands as well so it's I've got a I've got a well-rounded experience in terms of the, the business of sport um, I took a decision when I left university to, that sport was what I wanted to do sadly I wasn't good enough to be a professional sportsman so this is as close to the action as I can get and uh, the first big sort of public event, if you like, that you're going to be involved in is, is the Dublin show coming up in October. Um, how prepared are you for being, being that front man and being, being the man in front of the camera? Are you going to be the guy standing in between the fighters at the face-offs, manning the press conferences? We'll, we'll see about that. We're not sure who's coming, coming over from Vegas. I think the plane's going to be pretty full. Everybody wants to experience what, um, what we all experienced last year in Dublin. It was the most extraordinary sporting event I've ever been to. It, it literally... Um, the the team were a bit shell shocked in the bar after the event, and I think we had, it took a while for the for the world of mixed martial arts to kind of absorb what had happened because it was it was an incredible event, and we expect it to be exactly the same, if not more so, this time round. You're taking over at a time where European MMA really seems to be on on the crest of a, of a wave right now. We've got Joanny and Jay Chet obviously mm -hmm. holds a world championship belt. You've got Conor McGregor has an interim world championship belt. As we record this, Alexander Gustafsson is about to fight. For a world championship, we've had big events across the continent, big stadium shows in Stockholm at the beginning of the year. Um, what are the challenges for you as UFC looks to really kick things on and, and push the push the sport forward in the region? The challenge, the challenge really is, is a question of resource and time. To be honest, we've you know we've got 147 territories to deal with in, within our region, 
Um, we've only been to six or seven of them, so you know the, there are a lot of places for us to still go. You know, next year we're gonna we're gonna return and see some some old friends in terms of the places that we're gonna visit. We're gonna break some new territory. Um, so for us, it's it, it's really a question of of, of allocating those resources and, and trying to go um, to the places which will give us the best return. Um, we can't ignore what's happening in Ireland, which is why we you know it was a very easy decision for us to go back there. You know what the Irish fans are doing for martial arts and for and for UFC is is sensational. Um, so so really the. The, the, the opportunities are, are huge and it's really just about, about getting around and, and exploring them as best we can. And uh, obviously coming from the previous role that you had with the UFC, you work quite closely brokering things like TV rights, deals, things like that. How important is it, particularly in, in a country like the UK, which is established but still growing in terms of media awareness, that your TV partner is a partner and not just a channel that you serve content through. That's absolutely crucial. The, the, one of the things which, which attracted me to the role in the first place back in 2013 was was the ability that, that UFC has, which is, uh, I would say, unique in, in world sport in terms of the, the, the overall partnership that we can um, have with our broadcast partners. You know, we produce everything ourselves. You know, there's, there's a, we have access to the fighters in a way which, which other sports don't. Um, so really it's about utilising those assets. BT have been a great partner of ours. They've done a lot to further the sport in this country. We um, we, we enjoy working with them, and, and we have we have other partners across the world. So Seymour in, in Scandinavia, um, Fox Sports in an increasing number of territories across Europe. You know there is a, we have partners who are who are really bought into mixed martial arts. They understand that they need to work with us to help grow the sport, and we're delighted to work with anyone who who will help us to further that end. And uh, obviously, mixed martial arts is a sport that. We're switching people onto almost on a daily basis. More people are coming to watch watch the sport, and obviously the UFC at the highest level. Tell us about your first experience of uh, mixed martial arts in the UFC. My first experience was actually in uh, Manchester in 2013. So I was um, I was uh, weighing up the offer that Gary had made me to come and join the business, and he said that the best way of, of, of figuring out what UFC is and, and how and what it can be is to experience a live event. And so I took him up on the offer. I went up to Manchester and I, I sat um, Octagon side and and absorbed it. And it was it was a it was an amazing experience, really. You know, there's I saw some people walking around with a with a UFC T-shirt on, which says Human Chess. And for me, that really kind of in two words sums up what mixed martial arts is. You know, there is so much more to it than than people who don't understand the sport think there is. And really, you know, it, for me, the exciting challenge is 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 communicating that to people who don't understand that at the moment but once you're there once you see it once you see what these people can do you know our athletes are, are at the elite level um, it's it's extraordinary you know and, I, and at that event um, you know I really saw what the headroom could be and, and where we could take this sport and we're excited to be a part of a part of the team who are going to help to, to drive that forward and something that's a relatively new development with the UFC is there they're beginning to embrace the idea of stadium shows. Mm-hmm. And a while back, Dana White was, was a bit against it. He preferred, because he was thinking of the fan experience, he wants fans to be quite close to the cage, have the big screens and all the rest of it. But eventually, the walls have come down a little bit there. We had the big stadium show in, in Sweden, which was a huge success. We've got a massive event coming up in Melbourne, which is a huge success. And Dana has spoken about the possibility of a Croke Park event if Conor McGregor was to be uh, successful in his World Championship fight in December. How close do you think we are to being able to host a stadium event, given we've got a slightly iffy climate over here? Somewhere in the UK, aside from the whole Pro Park thing, which is, I think, a separate issue because it's Connor, 
But I mean, you know, a, a Premier League football stadium, for example, we've, we've had boxing events in these sorts of arenas before. Absolutely. I, I, I personally don't believe that we're a long way away from it. I think we've, you know, the, the appetite is there. We see that in the way that our tickets sell out as soon as we go on sale. You know, the, the Dublin event in 2014 sold out extremely quickly in under half an hour. The Dublin event this year sold out in less than 60 seconds. So the same, you know, Dublin, I'm sorry, Glasgow sold out in a number of hours as well. Um, we expect that the London event, when it goes on sale on December 1st, will sell out equally quickly. So I think there's, um, the appetite is definitely there. The climate is a problem. You know, there's, there's a reason why this country is so green, because it rains all the time. And I think that's, you know, that's a challenge. But it's a logistical one. If the, if the, if the, the fan base demands it, um, and I believe that we're not far away from that becoming the point, you know, it's something that we'll absolutely look at. And uh, the other question that, that comes up quite often whenever, whenever we talk to someone in a senior management position with the UFC is a big pay-per-view event. I don't mean pay-per-view on, U- on UK television, but pay-per-view in terms of American television, but over here in the UK. Obviously, there are certain barriers to that, uh, time zone and, and curfews and things like that. We've got things like 24-hour travel are beginning to be introduced in London. The O2 may become an option for such, for, for such an event in a not-too-distant future. How far away do you think we are from being able to host one of the UFC's numbered pay-per-view events over on this side of the pond? It's something we, we've, we've talked about and continue to talk about. The executives in Vegas are, are definitely keen to do it. We're definitely keen to help and help that to happen. I'm sure the fans will want to help that happen as well. Um, Things like 24-hour transport coming in does does help because clearly there's a there's a financial imperative around um, pay-per-view buys in the US. I mean, it's just a reality. Time zone, sadly, the one thing we can't affect. So I think we'll, we're, we're always looking at it. The executives are definitely keen. They're committed to the region. Um, I think we can see that by the shows that we've been putting on over the last couple of years and we'll continue to do so over the next few. You know, there's, So it's definitely on our radar. Um, it's a question of, of, of getting it getting the, the brand play that undoubtedly would be, the fact that the fans over here have been shouting for it for, for many years, and, and believe me, they're being, they, they are heard in Vegas loud and clear. Um, it's just a question of getting those, those elements balanced up, and hopefully, hopefully we will be able to do it um, when, I can't quite say, but it's definitely something that I, I would like to have on, on our resume shortly um, in the next, few, next period of time. We talked about your, your initial experiences at the UFC and, and how you've educated yourself to the sport and, and, and learned how all the, uh, the elements come together. Um, how important is it and how much, of a, how much of a focus is it for you and your team to help get the sport across as a mainstream attraction here in the UK? You know, the UFC's been in the UK for a long time. Um, obviously, it's broken through in America and it seems to have that mainstream sort of billing now. It's built alongside NFL, Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at that it's at that level. We haven't quite got there yet in the UK. What do you think the barriers are to actually achieving that, and how close do you think we are from getting the, you know the sport at that sort of mainstream level? I think I, I I don't believe there are many barriers to be honest. I think it's just a question of education. I think we you know we have a we've gone certainly in the last eighteen months. You know we've gone from. We've really expanded the media coverage that we have. You know, we've we've expanded across all of the national newspapers. You know, we're talking to the likes of the BBC, who are now talking about MMA um, and UFC in ways that they never did before. We, obviously, we've got um, relationships with with uh, publications like the Sun. Um, so, all those things are going to help. You know, it's about uh, the the we've kind of rolled the snowball off the top of the mountain now, and it's gathering momentum all the time. So, I, I think that. It's just a question of it's a question of time and dedication from the team. Uh, we definitely have the dedication from the team. It's a question of how long it's going to take us to achieve it.
And uh, in terms of the actual growth of the sport, how important would it be to get a British UFC world champion? It, that would be huge. I mean, you, you only need to see what, what's happening with Connor in Ireland. Um, to, to, and also, you know, Johanna in, in, in Poland as well. You know, it's, it's really beginning to resonate as a result of that. Everybody needs, um, everybody needs heroes in their lives, and I think local heroes just amplify that even more. I think were we to have a, a British world champion, um, that would definitely help us knock down a few doors, which, which at the moment are closed, not because, uh, not because people um, don't want them to be open, but just because they haven't thought to open them yet. So I think that, that's, where we want, that's where we want to be. If we can find a, a British world champion, um, I think that would be good news for, for everybody in this country. And uh, new role for you, new start, uh, a very exciting period for the UFC. If you had a to-do list, a big checklist of targets or things that you want to you want to achieve, what would be top of your list? What would be the first the first landmark thing that you're looking to achieve as a head of the UFC in this region? I think we, we just want to continue to stage fantastic events. So so I want to get through the um, Dublin's going to be a great event. You know, there's there's no question about that. The fans are there. The the, the tickets are sold. The the, um, the cards set. You know, the, we're all systems go on that one. So. The first one we're going to get through on a personal basis is, is London, um, and we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to the tickets going on sale. Um, we're looking forward to pushing that event, and you know, 15,000 people in the O2 in London, that feels like a big event, and when something's important in London, it tends to be important everywhere else as well. So we're looking forward to, um, to making that event a, a big success. Once we get through that, we'll dust ourselves down, and we'll move on to the next one. Brilliant. Well, best of luck with it. Hope it all goes really well for you. Thank you very much.